Good evening. I don't. Hey, can you turn up my headphones? I, I just realized I can't hear anything. Uh, test. Good evening. Welcome to Lost in a Long Box for Wednesday, September 18th. A little bit more. A little tad more there. Thank you. Because when you get to be my age, you can't hear Jack anymore. Yeah. 70s is tough on you, isn't it? <laughs> and now it's too loud. I, I think you're turning me down this a little bit now. Everything else is fine, but Tommy's volume was just like through the ceiling. All right, that's, I guess we'll, yeah, we'll leave with that. How's that? That's good. Okay. All right. So, again, Lost in a Long Box, we're experiencing technological differences. Those of you who have seen Idiocracy are snickering now, Gee. right now. Uh, I am your host, Randall. Got my partners in crime over here. Thomas. Madman working the boards. Hello. Enos is on his way. At least I assume he's on his way. I haven't gotten the, uh, the text that says I'm dead or anything, so. That's, that's a horrible thing to say. Um, how was everybody's weekend? Pretty good. Yeah, I was all right. Anything exciting new happen for you? Or mm, I can't think of anything. Yeah. I thought a lot about dragonflies this weekend. I saw that. Uh, you, you mentioned it last night on SMR, and uh, you also commented about it on Book of Faith, too, right? Yeah. So, yep. Yep. And, and, of course, now you have me looking at car antennas whenever I go out now. So... All righty, let's get into the news items. Hey, did you hear this? Marvel's canceling Tony Stark Iron Man in December with issue 19. So it can be rebooted in January so with issue number? In, in January and February. You got it. See, we already know how they work. Isn't that sad? Yeah. Is, is, that, is that officially what's happening? No, no, that's what's going to happen. I gu- they haven't announced it, but I guarantee you there'll be another Iron Man series like in January or February. Um, in fact, we should actually we should actually take a poll and start a little contest on to what day we get the announcement of the new Iron Man series. Because I think that last one was being written by Don Slott. Mm. And, and you know how they do. Whenever there's a, a new creative team change, it means... Oh, you gotta, to be, yeah, I got to go back to another number one. By the time we die, there's going to be 35 different volumes of Iron Man. I, I, I think we're already there with Spider-Man. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it. So, also, this one I'm actually really interested in. Uh, so, Daniel Warren Johnson, I guess, creator of Murder Falcon and Extremity, and I guess also did um, art on the Ghost Fleet, is going to be doing a Wonder Woman Dead Earth, which is a DC Black Label series. Yeah. Um, so, I'm actually kind of excited for this because we've never really seen the dirty, gritty side of Wonder Woman. And if you think about it, that character is perfect for some type of adult, dark material. Well, yeah. I mean, she's a warrior. I mean, she's already proven she can get down and dirty when she snapped Maxwell Lord's neck. Right. right? Exactly. So, as far as I'm concerned, this this is long overdue. Um, The only problem is it's going to be four issues, but it's going to be a little bit pricey. It's going to be $6.99 prestige format. Yeah. It could probably be worth it. So, yeah. $7. It might be a little thick. But the storyline so far says that Looks like Princess Diana at Themyscira uh, left paradise to save man's war from himself um, when she awakens from a centuries-long sleep to discover Earth reduced to a nuclear wasteland. So that ought to be interesting. Yeah, it should be good. I'll definitely have to check that out. I do like Wonder Woman, so. Well, it's just I kind of want to see what happened while she was in her slumber that Earth is now you know a nuclear center. So Yeah, and, and any post-apocalyptic story can usually be pretty good. Right, exactly. Um, also... Just read that Jonathan Luna um, of the Luna Brothers, um, who you might know for Girls and um, Alex plus Ada, is teaming up with Lauren Kelly. It's going to be doing a title called 20XX. I don't know how they're actually supposed to pronounce that, uh, but it's coming from Image uh, in December, and it's actually going to be an adults-only title, ah. um, which oh. is going to be, well, 18 plus, so mature audiences. Yeah. So. 
which is a little interesting. But uh, he described it as saying it's a science fiction thriller set in a not too distant future Alaska. And that Luna says the book can be enjoyed by everyone over 18. So I might be kind of interested to see where he goes with that. Hey, maybe. Welcome to the show. Hey, good evening, everyone. Glad you could make it. Is his mic on? Is his mic on? Sorry, sorry. He's on now. All right. Oh, yeah. Good evening, everyone. Yep. Uh, so, uh, and I actually picked this up today, and I got an extra copy for Tommy. Uh, Enos, I didn't think you would actually interested in it. I probably should have checked. What's that? J.J. Abrams and Sarah Pacelli's Spider-Man number one came out today. There you go. Oh, okay. Um, it's actually supposed to be a hot seller due to rumors of something big happening in issue one. Um, if you anybody care for spoilers, I can tell you what that big thing is supposed to be. Go for I'm, it. I'm down. Apparently, it is not Peter Parker. It is Ben Parker, Peter and Mary's son. Oh, okay. So, yes. And oh. that goes along further with my theory that they're going to kill him <laughs> off this this year. Right. Well, here's the other thing. Bless ye. Bless ye. <laughs> Goodness. You all right, buddy? I'm good. Okay. Here's the other thing, too. And I found this out today. J.J. Um, Abrams did not write this book. Huh? Um, his name is all over it. They've been saying that it was him co-authoring with his son, Henry Abrams. And now the truth has leaked that J.J. Abrams had nothing to do with it. Just because it's his son, Marvel gave him a book. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I almost kind of like want to tell Marvel, like, hey, man, I got 30 years of reading comic experience. Can I write a title for you? There you go. Uh, I'm pretty certain I can do it. I can't argue with that because it just seems like to me, and one of the biggest complaints about um, comics and stuff these days is like it seems like it's overkill and a lot of, uh, what is the word that I'm looking for? Monotony, because you see right. the same stuff over and over again. I think if you give guys like us who want to get into business, who has fresh ideas, at least you know, or us a shot. You know, after once we get there, we we make we we make our mark. Great, right. but but you know they they're not doing that. But as we were saying, the Air Force, I guess that's too much. Like right? <laughs> do you uh, do you remember the Marvel tryout book? Uh, yes, I do. The, the Marvel tryout book was great because it had all these pages for artists to work on. Right. And for writers, you had like one page in the back of what you had to do. It was basically send in like a two-page plot synopsis of a title right. um, using, I think, one of their characters. So, And I have faith that both of you guys and you know, Madman and myself as well could probably write something better than the Clone, the clone Saga. So. Oh, oh my yeah. God, yes. I guarantee so. you. Um, also, this is kind of cool. Did you hear what DC is doing for Batman's 80th on September 21st? I did not. They will be lighting the bat signal yeah. in various cities across the country, across and the world. Sorry. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming Fredericksburg's not going to be one of them. Probably uh, not. No, Probably I not. I feel a little cheated. But in lie. actually, so September 21st, like 8 p.m., um, and guess who's going to be the first city to do that before everybody else? Because they're ahead of everyone in the time zone. Australia. Melbourne, Australia, Australia. followed by London and then New York. And they've also got on here uh, Tokyo, Berlin, Paris, Barcelona. I was supposed to look how to pronounce this. Sao Paulo. Sao, pa Sao, Sao Paulo. 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 Um, New York, Montreal, and Mexico City. And that's Los such Angeles. such a cool idea, man. Uh, I, well, I, that's I love, an awesome idea. Yeah. I love the idea that they're going to actually lighting the bat signal. So, yeah, That would have been a great time to go to New York to see Tell the bat me signal. About it. It. And you want to know, this is, this is really a testament to how of Batman's greatness and how relatable of a character that he is. Because I'm going to be completely honest with you, you didn't see this stuff being done for Superman, nope. Spider-Man, or any of the other characters the way it had, not even for the Avengers combined. Right. For all three movies. You didn't see anything like that. So 
I mean, let's face it, man. He's one of the, one of the greatest characters ever. Which reminds me, that's actually this Saturday, guys. Exactly. So, uh, Lost in the Longbox listeners, if any of you are in those cities, I know there's got to be somebody out there in New York or L.A. Our friend Ted C., you're out there in California. How close are you to L.A.? Get us video of this and post yeah, it on man. the Lost in the Longbox Facebook. Well, yeah, I'm, please. I'd love I'm to see sure it. sure there's going to be people on Instagram and yeah. stuff oh, like that. Oh, it's going to show up all over the place. But yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, Enos, as I'm talking, did you bring something for show and tell? Look at you going uh, through the yeah. books. Man can read my mind. Um, so I actually love this next item, and I don't know how to get one of these. So I think I told you back when Legion of Superheroes was announced, it was relaunched, and they're also going to be redoing the, the promotional uh, flight ring. Mm-hmm. Well, now my, Brian Michael Bendis tweeted that along with the Legion of Superheroes number one that's coming out, I guess, maybe October, November, and the the plastic uh, Legion flight ring, one in 500 of them will be a special platinum edition. Oh, nice. Um, and he said that they'll be announcing soon how you're going to get one. Will it really make me fly? Uh, no. Oh, damn. That oh would be God. so That would be nice. I might sell a kidney With for that. With gas going up, oh, and Stone Cold would say, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I, I might sell a kidney for that one. <laughs> That'd be cool. But, um, but yes, uh, and I did, I can tell you that in the tweet, he said, tell your comic store, comic store to order Legion of Superheroes number one and a flight ring. So I'm thinking it might be a random lottery type deal. Yeah, that's yeah. what it sounds like. Um, also, oh, and this one's actually really exciting too. This is not comic book related, but it's just so damn cool I have to mention it. The Far Side is coming back. It's yes, cool, I man. saw that. Yeah. yeah, Gary Larson. Who didn't love The Far Side? Oh right? my God, sure. that was one of my favorites. Good stuff, man. But yeah, it's, it looks like it's going to be coming back in some type of digital format, probably a, a website, which I can totally do with that. I would love if it was like a subscription thing where you got a new Farside cartoon like every day or every week. Mm-hmm. How awesome would that be? I remember years ago, my wife and I went to Smithsonian just because they had a Farside exhibit. And what they did is it wasn't in one single room. They put them on the walls and the hall was outside the entire museum. So you had to basically go through the whole museum to see them all. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff. So, uh, looking forward to that. Also, uh, I read this yesterday, another, more news from Mr. Bendis, and now as a result, Tommy, you and I both need to do this. We need to go back and reread Legion of Superheroes uh, Millennium Number 1, mm-hmm. because Bendis even said uh, in a quote, and check out the commandy chapter in Millennium, there's Leviathan logos r- r- there, and he goes, the story is big, and that is a clue, by the way. Okay, I'll have to go check that so, out. I actually just read that today. So, yeah. So uh, now I don't know if it's actually supposed to be a clue to who Leviathan is, but Bendis has been saying that you can solve this mystery. So, wow. You speak, it's funny you speak of Commandy. I'm not sure how it's going to play out now, but before the crisis, they revealed there was a character called Tommy Tomorrow Mm -hmm, and the mm -hmm. Planeteers. Right. That was revealed to be Commandy after he was found and adopted by. Colonel Horatio tomorrow. And have you read? Now, did you read the Legion of Superheroes Millennium One that came out last I week? Get, I did not get my hands on it. It, it time hops. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Bendis absolutely grabs all those future histories of DC, and he's um, weaving it into one um, concise storyline or timeline. So it looks like he's finding a way to tie them all together. The thing that's really weird is guess who's doing the time hopping through it. Naomi, Rose and the Thorn. Rose and what? Yes, and it's it's actually I, I did that's so far to left field, but it was perfect. So, also, uh, I don't know how I feel about this. Man, I, sure. I, I kind of see where it's okay. 
Superman is going to be dropping the secret identity in Superman 18 and Lois Lane number seven. That's going to hmm. be on December, right? Yes. So I don't know if it's either some type of ploy, which I think might tie into Leviathan because Leviathan is six issues. Four just came out. So that would come right on the tail right on end the of tail it. Of it. Um, or it's maybe they actually are going to dispense with the, the secret identity. Uh, argument can be made that he doesn't need one. Yeah. Uh, because he's Superman. He's needed everywhere. He could, you know, let's face it. If, if you got that kind of power, you'd basically be busy 24-7. Right. Uh, but at the same time, you had the reverse arguments as well. That's why he needs a secret identity so he can get some time away. He doesn't need to handle everything. Then why get a job? Right. Exactly. Well, he's. Well, he does. I was gonna say he's going to eat, but he doesn't need to eat. He doesn't really need a place to is, live, does is he? Superman's so good that he he feels like he must pay taxes in America. Right. Exactly. I mean, North Pole. Nobody owns that. Exactly. Why? Why are you going through all these motions, Kal El? <laughs> Maybe he's just a super guy. <laughs> well, you know, Madman Mad has got a Madman has a point. Why is he doing all the, exactly. the everyday human foibles when he has no need for any of it? But I think uh, I think the answer would be the fact that he, the way Byrne wrote him, he had always considered himself one of us. Right. So he's basically doing what he was raised to do, and as he has evolved, you've and everything, he comes to find out, I don't have to do any of this. Right. Is that why you're? Is that why you're showing tellers are those books right there because of that news item? Yeah. Wow. Well, I think I, think I, I the, love that we're getting on the same page. I think the the real answer. We've always been there, bro. <laughs> I think the real answer is the name of his fortress, the Fortress of Solitude. Right. That's an angry naming. It's like I'm just I'm so lonely up here. There's nobody up here. This is the Arctic. You know who comes up here? The sun's always up in the sky. <laughs> Aurora Borealis keeping me up at night. I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm just going to go hang out in Metropolis, get a job as a reporter. So um, is is the is a, the Arctic not one of those um, 12 months of night? Or, or like, yeah, it's above the Arctic yeah, Circle. It's yeah. like you'll have like long periods of time. Yeah, like, like Alaska, the whole eight months yeah. of night, eight months. Okay, cool. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, new releases. A couple of big ones came out today. Um, flash forward number one. If you remember the way Heroes in Crisis ended, we find out that the killer actually was Wally West. A lot of people like me just went, well, damn it. Yeah. Um, but flash forward number one is supposed to continue the story as to what's going to happen to Wally from there. Um, okay. I'm willing to bet I'm gonna get that. there's a huge, well, number one came out today. So okay. I'll, get I'll your fanny in, perpendicular over there to Gateway. I'll, I'll, I'll um, I got to give away a call. He's got something for me. I'm, I'm almost positive that there's another Crisis Slash reboot coming in. Flash forward is where it's going to start off. Also, the aforementioned Spider-Man number one by... J.J. Abrams and Sarah Pacelli came out today, mm -hmm. even though we now know that Abrams is nowhere on that book. How awesome is that? I just love when people use their name to sell other people's stuff. There you go. Like ghostwriters and stuff like that. Right. I hate who, that. How, who can I get that's famous to sell my crap? Let me find somebody. All right. So anyway, um, what do you want? Do we want to show and tell first? Or we want to show off. Uh, we want to pay. Well, one thing first. I want to bring up um, real quick. Uh, it's being reported, comicspriceguide.com, Heritage Auctions next month is going to be auctioning off a copy of Marvel Comics number one, CGC graded, uh -oh. 9.4. What? What? How, wait, hold, how many of those do you think they have? One. That's probably the <laughs> highest grade <laughs> out there. Well, I'm seriously, don't you think that these comic book companies might be sitting on some of those older ones? 
that they're suddenly showing like up. Pedigree like pedigree size. Well, like style. the mysterious action number one that showed up that was apparently sitting in a guy's crate, like right. in a high atmosphere, like in the mountain the somewhere. The high collection. You're and about, right? No, 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 no. Yeah. This just came out a couple years ago. Oh, really? A uh, private collector. Oh, is that the one that recently sold? Yeah, it's like oh, okay. a 9.8. It's the highest graded um, action one out there. The original owner apparently um, sealed it into a, like a, basically a... Um, a foot crate, like a foot locker, right. where it stayed in no humidity, low low moisture, High and altitude, yeah. and I guess like a grandson, whatever, found it and knew immediately what crap. Was. Yeah, oh, there's wow. a if you go to CDC's website, they actually have an entire video of them going through it page by page as they were grading it. I've, I, I, I think I've actually read I it. straight I out reprints. salivated. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. I've read reprints, so if I got a hold of one, I wouldn't. And then, read it. and then I think last year it was doing a tour around the conventions. I think um, San Diego Comic Con had it in a case somewhere, um, but I think they were actually trying to sell it. But yeah, absolutely. Um, did you have another news item, Tommy? No, just I, I just wanted to point out that goes up for auction in November. So that was my mistake there. But uh, yeah, November. All right, I'll, I'll check my bank account and make sure I can get that. I'd be curious to see what that ends up going for. Oh, I, yeah, it's going to go for seven figures, I'm sure. I really want to see if it beats out Action 1, to be honest. Yeah, that bad boy is going to go for seven figures. Because I think Action 1 only went for $2 million, or close to $2 million, right? I, I don't think it's going to beat out Action 1, but it'll it'll go for seven figures. Okay. Um, so before we go uh, into the show and tell for the week, we got some good stuff here. Uh, let's pay some bills. Madman, who brought them lost in a long box? Uh, Lost in the Long Box is sponsored by Flashback Comics. Flashback Comics is based out of Woodbridge, Virginia. And they have tons of new comics, back issues, trade paperbacks, toys, and statues. You can find them in Woodbridge at 3112 PS Business Drive, just off of Smoketown Road. They're open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. And on Sundays, they're open from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Be sure to tell Troy that Lost in the Long Box Sent you. And I can tell you that it, this is actually working. Um, I've had a couple of people say that they listen to us and they go into flashbacks. So I had to make sure I told Troy that. By the way, <laughs> uh, so before we actually get into the show and tell, just remind want to remind everybody out there, you can reach us at lostonlongbox at gmail.com. Please drop a line. Love to hear from you. And if um, you want to see the comics. And if you want to see the comics, we are live streaming on youtube we do a live stream um every week now for the show for so our go show ahead, and tell yeah, go ahead and hit the little notification bell because yep, once would, a week we would hit we would love to hear notification bell know that someone's listening um also on our patreon we have now started putting exclusive video content we just loaded the first one up there we got a second one that's given us some giving us some fits we'll be filming a third one next week which by the way guys we're filming a patreon video next week okay <laughs> i like the way i spring that on <laughs> um after this, after this taping, you're you're cool with that, right, uh, Madman? You mean tonight? No, 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 next week. Okay, we yes. can do it. I'm giving you advance warning. Um, but also, um, as a friend of mine has told me to remind you guys, like, share, and subscribe, please. Thank you very much. All right, let's get to the show intel. Enos, I actually like this book. So, for those of you who don't know, and I think this actually predates Crisis, doesn't it? Wasn't no. this? Oh Most. no, this this came after Crisis, right? So. Shortly after Crisis on Infinite Earths, DC realized that, hey, we might be onto something with this redoing and rebooting our characters. So they actually took Action Comics and Superman and they put them on hiatus, which i really surprised they did that. And they did a, a six-issue miniseries called Man of Steel by John Byrne. And Enos has brought in issue six of that series. Now, uh, what happened to issue six? Because i got to be honest, I, I read this years ago. 
this is the, and this is the reason why I chose this um tonight. I even rebagged it before I left to come to work this morning. I chose this right on the heels of the news that that broke about him giving up the secret identity because this is where he finds out who he is. Okay, so this is the finds out uh, that he's from Krypton and the whole uh, spaceships buried in the barn type of thing. And uh, also, if you remember at the end of the at the end of the first issue of the Man of Steel. You see Superman flying off in this big splash page, but if you look down in the bottom right-hand corner in the barn, you see looks like John Byrne drew a little figure right on the side that looked like someone was watching. Hmm. That was revealed that that was Lana Lang. Right, because Lana knows in this no, book. And, and she knows who he is. And, and it's funny. She doesn't find out here. She's known the entire She's series the in, entire in this time. run. But this is where she sees him decide to become Superman. Right. Um, and at the time, she is the only one. This was actually a really great series. Too bad DC went and screwed it all up. And I w- I'm not going to lie. I've got nothing against Lois Lane, but I have always thought that Lana was a better mate for him. She, she should have been with than, than than Lois Lane was because if let's face it, if you're going to get married, you want to get married to someone who knows you. Right. You certainly don't want to marry someone you work you with. You know what? You know what else is established too? Now that I'm thinking about it, um, for years and years, and it was even before th- this reboot happened, Lana and Lois both worked at Daily Planet yeah, slash did. WGBS. Yep. When they rebooted Superman, they kept Lana in Smallville, yep. and it was only Lois. Yeah. So yeah, and for a long time that stuck. Lana was the best friend, knew his secret, knew it since boyhood, and stayed in Smallville. Right. So I forgot all about that. That's. All right, let's go look at what uh, Madman brought in. <laughs> I, I love that you brought this because it is Darkhawk number three. Um, you know, the most underrated series in comics out there. But here's, here's what I'm laughing about. It's got Spider-Man on it. It's the Spider-Man crossover. Remember the, the running joke? You knew the book was in trouble when Spider-Man guest starred. Number three. And you could tell how oh, soon wow. it was in. And depending on when he showed up, that's when you knew how much in trouble it was. Wow. <laughs> but this wasn't a book in trouble because it's one that lasted for like four or five years. I love I love Dark Because <laughs> I remember, because <clears throat> he shows up in She-Hulk, um, uh, Spider-Man and X-Men. You knew the book was in trouble. It was either in trouble or it was catching fire when they showed up. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I saw this like, huh. They must have needed this boost circulation because there's Dark Hawk. Yeah, because so, Dark Hawk ran from 91 to 95, so it had a pretty good run. You're the only man in the room who cares about that. I, I, was, I, was, I am <laughs> not the only man in the room who That's cares about it. Madman bought Mad that man book, cares. so there's clearly two people in the room that care about that. Madman cares. All right, the other one he has here, and I got to give you props for uh, you got two of them that you did this. I got to give you props for the fact that you kept this in the bag. Um, X Force number one. X Force, X Force. X Force. X Force. <laughs> the card is Deadpool, by and, the way. Really? Oh, damn! You know this is the higher of, of all of them. You could, if you want to pull it out and take a look, I think it's it's in a place where you can see it's Deadpool. Yes, because yeah. these were different cards. They had different like collectible cards and all the X Force number ones. So let's special see. Bolly, yep, Bolly absolutely. Issue. It is Deadpool. There you go. The Deadpool card. Got my man Warpath on the. I want to see him in a solo series. Warpath. Yeah, yeah, man, he's bomb. I got two. I got two Warpath figures on my desk. I got one in the uh, stealth and the one in like that one on the back cover. 
And this, uh, I just realized, X-Force, this is the book that replaced New Mutants. Yeah. Because yes. remember, New Mutants was, was really hot. Went through 100. And then so. we brought, uh, Liefeld brought in Cable and Deadpool, and that was the end of uh, New Mutants. They took it. They made it harder, basically, with X-Force. And, and notice with that cover, not a foot. I'm not a foot to be seen. I, I was just getting ready to say the exact same thing. Y'all don't see no feet. <laughs> Oh, and classic life. But look at the size of that freaking gun on cable. Zoom in on that gun. Well, it's, <laughs> it's the uh, it's the gigantic shoulder pads. It's like right, dude, right. and the belt. The eighties are over. The I'm, bulk, the bulky. Right, and and Madman also brought in, and this is, I mean, this is getting hard to find too because so many people open them. Death of Superman number seventy five, the e bag issue. They're not getting hard to find, um, as much as this. Now they're starting to come back out of the woodwork because all the dealers are pulling them up and saying, "Hey, I wonder if I can sell this now." Right? <laughs> right. Do y'all remember when they um were talking about the significance of the S looking like that? They said it was supposed to be re um reflective of the tears being shed for Superman's dying. Down look like no darn tears. Yeah, it looks man. like blood looks dripping. Like blood, blood yeah. man. That's straight up blood dripping. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's actually news to me. And, and I can tell you. I bought this book when it came out yep. and immediately opened it to get all the goodies inside. Yep. Because there the was arm, black armband. Uh, damn right. I wore the armband. Well, no, I was out of school. Oh. I was, I was, <clears throat> and, yeah, this was in the nineties. He was like pushing 30, but I right. did, I did wear it to work. I put it on my left arm, wore it to work and I wore it all day. And people are like, what's with the S band? Like Superman died today. <laughs> and they're like, you are such a loser. I'm um, not kidding. I straight up wore it to 90s work. Nineties were different times. Right. They? Um, isn't it funny? Listen, isn't it just? There's funny also how the. Um, I think there's also the poster of the tombstone in here. Yep. Right. And then what was the one? Remember all the bagged issues when they came out that I saw the kid. I, no, those are different actually. There was buttons for I saw the kid. I saw the cyborg. Now I'm now I'm getting. That mad. was when they kicked off the reign of the Superman right. storyline. But those weren't in the comics. Those nope. were actually separate buttons you got from your your dealer, Comical and I had all stuff. of them. I can't remember what else is in there, but yes. Oh, that's right. Uh, a, a, a facsimile page of the Daily Planet Daily article Planet with the death of Superman. Right. Yeah. How awesome is that? And then Thomas brought in. Thomas decided he wanted to own the show yeah, today with to show and tell, oh. but he's not going That's to right. win. He's not going to win. It's going to be close, but he's not going to win. He has from 1948. I love the fact that they wrote the year on here because they wanted people who picked this up at the show to know that it was old. The Marvel Family number 21 with the original wow. Captain Marvel. Back when we called him Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel and not Shazam. The real Captain Marvel. I love that it's got Mary Marvel and Captain Marvel Jr. on it, too. That's right. All three of them. That's why I bought that book. There's no there's no Uncle Dudley on here, though. Nope. No Uncle Marvel. No Lieutenant Marvels. Right. Yep. No Hoppy the Marvel Runny. You know what? I, well, that was alternate universe anyway, right? Hoppy? Yeah, it was. Um, you know what I always hated about poor Captain Marvel Jr.? Hmm. Mary Marvel and Captain Marvel changed by saying Shazam. You know what this guy had to say? Captain, Captain Marvel. He had to yell, Captain Marvel. Uh, wow, okay. Who, why couldn't it just have been Shazam? That almost, oh, that's right, because he didn't get his powers from the wizard, did right. he? he nope. No, he didn't. His he was being split from, from uh, Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, and, he, and being that Captain Marvel was his favorite hero, that's how he got his powers, right. by saying his name. Whereas Mary was given her powers yes. from the elders, because I remember Billy brings her down to meet the elders, or she somehow shows up with them. And mm -hmm. All right, that, that is actually a good book, though, Tommy. And a mere 20 issues before that, and in number one, we got the first appearance of Black Adam. Right, exactly. Who didn't show up for like 
two decades, three decades after that, yeah, right? Yeah, he shows he shows up in Marvel Family number one, and he di- doesn't show up again until the seventies in the, uh, the the Shazam reboot. Right, right. It was his first and only uh, number one. Was his first and only Golden Age appearance. Like to find a copy. It's a Marvel Family number one, right? Yeah. Oh, don't you worry. That sucker's going to increase once they make that movie. That, oh, know, it's already a pretty pricey book. That, oh, w- yeah. that wouldn't be hard to find. I mean, it wouldn't be like Wiz number two. I think it'd be an easier book to find. It's going to be pricey. Oh, it's probably, but you're going to pay for awesome it. Time. Right. Trust me. I know. I've looked for it. All right. So the I brought in two. I like how I told everybody to bring in one a week, and now we're getting and you're into breaking like your three, getting, four. Getting, getting, everyone getting to 88 books now. So I brought in Giant Size Creatures number one. Now, I know many of you out there are like, yeah, it's a nice book. It's the first appearance oh, of Tigra. Tigra. Um, who was Greer Nelson, um, the cat, before this. Um, and then, as you know, the cat will become Patsy Walker later. But, yes, this is actually the first appearance of Tigra um, right after the first four issues of the cat. So, And then it picks up again, I think, in Werewolf by Nights. Um, I don't remember. Wow, that sucks. I really don't remember. Because after this one, after this and Werewolf by Night, she then shows up again in, uh, I think, Creatures Unbound, Monsters Un- Monsters Unleashed Magazine number 10. I'll have to Google that. I'm going to bring that in next week, actually. Um, so Giant Size Creatures. I looked a long time for this book. This was a hard book to get. Almost as hard to get as this book. And for those of you who yeah, follow yeah, 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 our yeah. podcast, you did not get to see this a couple weeks ago because this was one of our exclusive uh, videos for Patreon, but I had to bring it in here for you guys who haven't seen that. Um, the Holy Grail that Tommy and I have both been fighting for has been found. I do have Patsy Walker 95. Now, it is only a point five. That's because it's missing a page, but this is the book you may have heard on our podcast before. Um, the reason this book is considered important at least by Tommy I and many other collectors you will notice let me find it here up in the very corner by the comics code authority that little MC which obviously stands for Marvel Comics now most people assume that this started with Fantastic Four number one and Amazing Fantasy 15 blah 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 it did not the first two books that have this are Journey into Mystery 69 and Patsy Walker 95 that MC for Marvel Comics predates FF by five months. So it was timely before that, right? Yes. Yeah. So for me and several other collectors, this is actually the first of the two Marvel Comics before all those had others. Thor showing up in that journey in the mystery? No, no. I didn't think There's he a, had. That's even before Thor. Thor. Damn it. Thor. <laughs> Thor. But I'm yes, a Thor. Thor. God, I'm never going to leave that down. But anyway, this is the book that both Tommy and I were looking for. I found it on patreon right now we do have a special video unveiling where i reveal that i got it and we break tommy yeah so, I, I go off i'm not gonna i'm, I, I'm not gonna repeat that here and give you that it's, satisfaction it's actually good stuff um so go on our patreon join that uh 15 a month to get our exclusive content which are going to be filming a lot more of that so uh got one that Mad Men is now decoding for me as we speak and we'll be filming another one here next week. So we'll have three of them there soon. I've got at least three unboxing videos I'm going to be doing. So lots of good stuff coming. Ooh, yeah. yeah, sounds great. All right. What is tonight's subject? So I was thinking about this, and I don't know what prompted this. The worst villain plan ever, where you just read it and went, how did you even think that was going to work? Uh, I'll let you guys start. 
All right. I will go ahead and kick things off with um, what will be the winner for the night because you're not going to top this. We're going to go back to the Golden Age of Comics 1942. Oh, no. I know exactly. If you, Sensation I'm like, Comics number seven. We have the same one. I know we do. The Milk Rap- that, Racket of Paula <laughs> Van Gunther. That's it. I yes, actually indeed. Have it. Look, I have it right here. Maris <laughs> Von Gunther. Nice. In, this, in this story, Diana Prince comes to the re- re- realization that the prices of milk have increased. It is a Nazi plot to to cause our men and women over here to not be able to afford milk and to not be able to grow up strong so that in 20 years, the Nazis can just come in and, and take the, care and of And there's us. the kicker. The plan takes 20 years to come to fruition. <laughs> it's like, it's not going to be immediate. It's, she's got to wait 20 years. It's going to be 20 years. So they're not going to win the war anytime soon with this. But, oh my goodness, I read this and I, I'm like... I understand this is the golden age, but well, and the, you're going to artificially increase the prices of milk? Well, even by 1942 standards, I want to meet the editor who said, oh, yeah, good story. Let's run it. Right. <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> it, it must have been that they literally just were out of ideas, weren't expecting Sensation and Wonder Woman to last much longer. So it's like, you know what? Just run it and, and we'll worry about it later. Some execs met with somebody from the Dairy Council or something. Now, that no, no, said, no, no. Because the price of milk is going up in the comic. <laughs> now, that said, if anybody out this where this is probably one of the stupidest ideas for, for a story ever, if anybody out there wants to give me a copy of Sensation number seven, I will take it. Right. No, that's right. <laughs> I will add that bad boy to my collection in a heartbeat but yes oh it's it's fantastic like any good villain the milk monopoly man then proceeds press a button on his desk conveniently opening a trap door exactly where diana is standing dun, dun, dun. right well what's really great is actually reading the panels <laughs> where baroness von guther is explaining to wonder woman in 20 years <laughs> americans will be all weak bone and the, and the superior bone german i'm like 20 years? 20 years. <laughs> you're, you're willing to hatch a plan that you have to wait two decades for? <laughs> right. You didn't think by then the war might be over? <laughs> well, again, uh, t- let's look at the time. 42, Nazis, Germany had pretty much taken over, what, 30% yeah. of, uh, Germ- of yeah, uh, were, Europe by then? They were at their peak right around there. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very well could have been that they figured it was going to be in another 20 years. Yeah, if, that's just insane. If they were on Earth decks, they would have been. That's right. Uh, all right, so I'll go next. I can't believe Tommy actually found that one. That's that was a good pull. I, I also read that, and I was snickering. I'm thinking that's just too stupid. And then like, no, I got to, I got to have that one on here. Uh, so going back, not as far as the Golden Age, but we'll hop through the Silver Age. Fantastic Four number six, and Doctor Doom deciding the way he's going to destroy the FF is to put rockets on the Baxter Building and shoot it into the sun. And I'm like, wow, okay. That's it's ambitious. Exactly. Yeah, to say the least. Well, here's here's what's really funny. Here's where the plan goes off the rails. He originally, uh, Dr. Doom, enlists the aid of Submariner to help him. And then he says, you'll go ahead and, and, and launch my attack against the Fantastic Four while I retrofit the Baxter Building of rockets and off to the sun it goes. Except he doesn't let Submariner out of the building first. <laughs> so the plan comes off the wheels because Submariner basically realizes he's just been um, betrayed and he helps bring the rocket uh, off of the Baxter building, disables it, what have you. And I'm like, okay, well, so not only did your plan, uh, you know, rely on you getting them trapped in the building long enough to get into So let's think about it. (coughs) How long would that take the rockets to get into the sun for the Baxter building? But 
you were going to trap your ally inside and not tell him, by the way, you're going to die with them? Yeah. So that's Dr. Doomy. <laughs> it's Doom. Yeah. Um, just how much the, the cost of that is just mind-blowing because, like, I think, I don't know how much it is, but it's very expensive, like, per pound to get into space. Mm. Right, you know, absolutely. And get it to the, and you're going to have to build the rockets very, very deep underground. This it is. You're right. This is a pretty epically stupid. Well, yeah. not to mention, uh, let's see. So, Fantastic Four came out in '61. Had we we hadn't even been to the moon yet. So, not to mention that the cost is even more astronomical. Right. That's in pretty a, crazy. Yeah, because we, like you said, we we hadn't. Yeah, because that doesn't happen until '63, correct? Oh. Well, did would that, Doctor what, Doom go to like Russia and like uh, steal rockets? Who the hell knows? Where do you get this stuff from? I, uh, again, I, I, I don't want to overthink this. I, I remember. I, I will be honest. I do remember reading this originally. I obviously not Fantastic Four number six, but in one of those reprints. And I remember going, "Wow, this is like just a really horrible plan." <laughs> Enos, what do you have? Well, you can say it was doomed to fail. Oh, uh, oh <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, wow. There you go. I got one that'll top both of y'all. Because do not. it's stupid. <laughs> Nikki Cavella exhumes the Castle family grave. <laughs> Actually, yes. <laughs> I do remember okay, this. Okay, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Nikki Cavella is a knuckleheaded gangster who, um, in a Punisher story called Up is Down and Black is White, exhumed the graves of Maria, Lisa, and Frank David Castle, the Punisher's wife and two children, for the sole purpose of urinating on them. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> I told you. Okay. Uh, that's, what? Like, that's like, okay. That's fetish. Almost. Uh, uh, no, that's, almost? <laughs> that's like just, that's, that's a uh Put a gun to my head and pull the trigger card. Get get your head blown off free card. Who does that? Somebody who <laughs> obviously doesn't. The, 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 I guess the best way to put it, somebody who's either very arrogant or someone who has forgotten for a brief moment who they're dealing with. <laughs> the pun, you, you, who in the hell would sit up there and know the the fuel that makes this man do what he does. Who would go and 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 dishonor this his family, which is the reason why he exists in the first place, and then you're gonna relieve yourselves on their remains and think he ain't gonna kill you. You, you know what's yeah. funny about this too? Uh, actually, it's funny about all of these. I'm almost certain. That before any comic gets printed, the creative team has to take it to the editor of the book. Somebody has to approve this. Someone has to sign right. off How on this crap. Get passed? I, I, especially this, this one with the Punisher. I mean, like, and here's the thing is like, I remember watching Eddie Murphy Delirious. And they were talking about um, Candace running for president. They said they're going to the polls and vote for a goof. Thinking they ain't gonna win, they wake up the next morning. He effing won. So I'm thinking like somebody's gonna let's see if we can get this past the editor. This ain't gonna do. Let's, let's just come up with something or, that's utterly ridiculous that we know ain't gonna pass. Or or it was something like you know. It's like, so uh, tell me what's this, what's going on in this next issue? It was like, well, you know, well, um, 
you know, uh, these guys, they, they kidnap, you know, they dig up the bodies of, of, uh, of Frank Castle's family and, you know, they piss on them. And, and then um, <laughs> Frank is like super mad, you know, that they could really skip over that. Maybe the editor's just not paying attention. Right. Just like, eh, it's just punishment. I'm thinking that. They caught the editor when they had 14 things going on. Probably. And, and, and he just said, and gave it to him one ear and he half listened. Well, okay, sure, great. Yeah, just just to get him out of the, get get them right. out of his face. And then it got printed and they sat there and going, I actually signed off on this. And I mean What was I on that day? Right. I mean, it, it's like the question would not have been what was the Punisher gonna do? What was he not going to do? <laughs> right. When, when, when he find because I mean that's suicide. I'm sorry. That's that's yeah. literally committing suicide to do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't consider myself to be a violent man, but if you dug up one of my loved ones just for the sole and purpose you know of this. pissing on them, I'm probably going to kill <laughs> oh, you. Oh, you know this. <laughs> probably going to kill you. Without question, you got to go. <laughs> I, I ain't going to do it no more. I ain't going to do it no more. I know you ain't going to do it no more. <laughs> I still just love when Ina said that. Tommy goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna I told to, you I was going to top you. We're going to have to soundbite that one, too. Right after with the, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you! <laughs> Matt, Matt, you got, do you have something on the list for a uh, worst I didn't, pl- Yeah, I didn't re- research any specific. That's one. all right. We'll go back to Tommy. Tommy, what do you got? So, can, you, can you top uh, Wizen on Remains? I don't think I can top Wizzing on Remains. <laughs> and as much as I hate to say this, because it's a character I love, and I love reading these stories, any plot by Arcade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's certain villains, I think, that pretty much every single, like, any, any plot the Riddler comes up with, it's well, bad. Well, well, now back up, because the whole, the new one in the in the Batman Rebirth, the whole year of Joke and Riddles was actually really good. But that, again, that's that's modern. And Hush, yeah. was, and Hush was a good idea, too. But here's the thing about Arcade. This guy is he's he's a genius. He comes up with these death traps, murder world that he puts you in. He gives you a small chance of escape. He's obviously a capable assassin and supervillain because he's capable of capturing these heroes to put them in these death traps. But then he instead of just then he just doesn't just when he has them incapacitated, just kill them. He he puts them in a death trap right. that you can escape from. And That's doesn't I mean. it's, it's like a bond plot? Right. I, mean, it's I like don't a like any bond plot. right. Bond plot type things. Also, so I, I, like I said, I love the guy. I love I love his his the, the stories behind him, but they're ridiculous. Doesn't he also have the the problem that he doesn't stick around to ensure that the trap goes off? <laughs> yeah, arcade's a Bond villain. Yeah, yeah he, he's a Bond villain. He quits watching to make sure they die. Which it's like they said in in uh, you know Austin Powers. I'm going to put them in an easily escapable death trap and just assume it happened. <laughs> Although they're not easily escapable. Okay, I get that. And he has had some hits. He has killed some characters with with his murder world. But seriously, so I don't know if you ever watched a TV show, and I really hate admitting that I've watched this. Um, the cartoon years ago, Stripperella. <laughs> no, I never watched. So. That. It was, it was really bad. It was Pamela Anderson doing voicing the main character. Big surprise. Yes, there, yes right? I do remember this. Yes. But, but Scott, Madman knows exactly where I'm about to go with this. Um, she goes to her equivalent of um, Q, who's made all her, desi- her devices, and he gives her this machine, and she looks at it, and she goes, what is it? And it's, he tells her, it's a penny disintegrating device. And he shows her, and he puts one penny in and disintegrates it. He puts another penny in, and it disintegrates it. And she's like, it only disintegrates one at a time? And he's like, yes. And she's like, okay. And you can see that she's like, well, this is pretty much useless, but all right. 
Well, later on, her nemesis, and I don't remember the name of the villain, traps her in basically the classic clear plastic tube, and it starts filling with, you guess it, pennies, penny, raining pennies. And she starts, and he starts walking away, and she pulls out the penicillin device, and you see her slowly inserting one at a time, even as Apollo's getting higher. And as he's leaving, his henchman says, aren't you going to stick around and make sure she dies? And he's like, why? It's not like she has a penny disintegrating, disintegrating device. <laughs> and meanwhile, there she is, penny uh, at the it, time. That's just bad. That's bad. And this would be why I never watched Stripperella. You know what? I think it's on blue. I'm going to get you all a copy for Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you would. Yeah, you <laughs> would. <laughs> Randy would do that just to mess with us. So, all right. Especially you, Thomas, as you've antagonized both Tom King for the past year. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's all right. Anytime he mentions Tom King, I'm just going to stroke out my, <laughs> my Patsy Walker 95. I can still, oh. I still hear him saying U-A-S-S echoing. That was great. All uh, right. I, so back to the subject at hand. Get your foot off my headphone. Um, this is my hand, man. <laughs> so... One that I kind of really like here because it involves uh, two of my favorite characters. Um, and, and that's kind of like maybe it's the only reason I even think about it is Action Comics number 592 where Superman and Big Barda make a sex tape. And it, <laughs> it's all because there was a villain named Sleaze. Now, how appropriate is that? The villain's name is Sleaze who gets um, mind control of Superman and Big Barda to to basically have them do the deed and film it. I, I really don't understand what the whole purpose of that was to, I think, maybe sell the tape. I got to be honest with you. I don't remember. I just love the cover, uh, which is why I actually remember picking this up because I had Mr. Miracle looking at Superman and Big Barda um, Frenching on the cover. And he was like, Superman with my wife. Yeah. Um, this plot is so bad that the number one villain of Apocalypse has to come to the rescue and even shows Mr. Miracle a tape like, look, She's under control of sleaze. Here he's even making her belly dance. Oh, my God. So then he's like, oh, well, then, okay, she's not doing it on her own. She's being controlled by sleaze. And part of the reason Darkseid does this is to show Mr. Miracle, this is not me. <laughs> no, I ain't got nothing to do with this. <laughs> this is right. This is, this is too much even for me. Right. Uh, I got to be honest, though. In a world where these kind of people. In a world where superheroes. Where these kind of people <laughs> existed, I'm, I'm sure there would be parody porn, you know. Oh, like, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, and, yeah. and then the people who consume this stuff would be complaining. It's like, that looks nothing like Superman. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't look like Superman right. at all. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, you're 100% right. So you need more, more special effects in this, in this movie. Right, exactly. Not, I don't believe he's flying. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was one for me because I remember picking up off the rack going, Oh, uh, okay. Because you thought maybe something was was you know important was happening in this book, and then you find out that they're being mind controlled by sleaze, and he's going to film him having sex. I was like, I, I feel unclean now. Right. <laughs> um, Enos, what do you got? I was thinking this wasn't really a, um, really a harebrained plan, but it was just like it wasn't the worst plan, but it was just like he didn't think it through. And he underestimated that was, and this is one of one of my favorite books, uh, Batman number two fifty one, the Joker's five way revenge. Throughout the entire book, he stays ahead of Batman. He's got Batman's number. Damn near kills him at one time. He gets to the last trap. Has a shark 
in there, kicks Batman in, then puts a red jacket on one of his former cronies to get back at him, knowing that the shark's going to immediately go for, um, go for the red jacket because that's what sharks do. The first mistake he made was he pushed Batman in the water first. Then he puts the shark in, and the shark diverts himself from Batman and goes after the old guy. While in the meantime, Batman is maneuvering himself so he can go after the shark. He takes the shackles, puts it in the shark's mouth, and he guides the shark so that he can keep on hitting his head against the uh, glass container so he can break it so he can get out. And and, um, surprisingly, the old dude, he was an old guy. He lived. The Joker stays there and watches all this and then decides to run. (laughs) What? Gigs up. I mean, he he stays there and watches this all go down. How are you? You've been a step ahead. You outdid him the whole darn story. Give him all your advantage right there in that pool. And gave that, that one, that five minutes, he not only... Gives Batman an opportunity to use not only the shackles that he because oh I, I forgot he shackles Batman's ha- hands, hands behind, behind his back. Batman being his limbs, he uses the water to carry his carry his arms forward so he can take the shackles and use it like this. Grabs the shark, like I said, he uses the shark's momentum to make him hit the um tank. So it'll break the break it so that the water will run out. Shark doesn't get out. The old dude gets out. The Joker, after he breaks the glass and Batman comes out, and and oh yeah, the shark pulling on the shark like that got the shackles off. So he kills two birds literally with one stone. Then he decides to run away. Gets right to his car. Slips and falls face first in front of the driver's side door. And he gets up and is stupid enough to go swing at Batman. One punch, he gets knocked out. He picks the joke up and he says, who would have ever thought that I'd be grateful for pollution? Right. right. That was one of the, and I was like, that was just dumb. That yeah. was your time to get the hell out. Well, obviously, the, the, the other problem with that story is the fact that, and I can forgive them based on the time it was written. But sharks don't hunt on color; they hunt on scent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So blood is what blood, would attract yeah. them, right. not, not color. Right. Exactly. And um, and so that that was just like it was a great story. It still is to me my one of my favorite Batman stories. But when I thought about it, I was like, the Joker's either crazy or stupid <laughs> because right. like he stood. I mean, and I was like. You're standing there and watching this, and he's been chasing you the whole book. Now you want to stand like you tired. Yeah, stand by. Yeah. <laughs> now you want to watch it. Yeah, now you want to watch. <laughs> and, and then he doesn't move. He doesn't move until the darn shark's head is this busts what, through the glass. Is this one of the times where you're pulling for the Joker and you're going, run, dummy? I, 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 I wasn't pulling for the Joker, but I was like wondering, okay, you got this. You, you had this number the whole damn story. You go, And then he's sitting up there. As soon as the shark, as soon as you see the glass container or aquarium break open, Batman's coming through the glass. 
The Joker's like, oh, I, I think it's I time for time me to go. Time to go. <laughs> now it's time to go. And then he's running. And here's what makes it so bad. Batman's so tired from running after him for the past five days. There's no way he can catch him. That's how he gets caught up on the oil slick and falls from, face first in front of his car. Pitiful. Again, one of those. Uh, well, I, it sounds like he wrote himself into a corner. Like, how do I get out? Yeah, I think, get out of the- <laughs> I think the writer he just he said yeah. like, um, I, 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 this I think, is too good. I, I think Danny O'Neill was just like, I gotta fit. I gotta I find gotta, a way to wrap. This I gotta up. find a way to wrap this up because like I can't have the Joker outdo Batman for like yeah. eighteen pages. Well, I can't go back and tell the editor I need a second part on this. Because- right, right. <laughs> right. So here's one that I have and. And I actually remember reading this, um, and then it came back to me um, as I was researching this. Doc Ock marrying Aunt May. Aunt May, yeah. But do you remember why he was marrying Aunt May? I forgot. Exactly. He was marrying Aunt May because he finds out, and I am not kidding here, she is inheriting somehow, never mind the fact that Ben Parker's been dead ages. She is somehow inheriting a working, a working Nuclear power plant, but yet it's abandoned. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, who just leaves a, an old woman yeah, just, a, a working nuclear power plant? Right? Well, who right? just abandons <laughs> a nuclear power plant? Right. Uh, really? And, and yet, Doc Ock's plan to get this is to not just, like, kidnap or, or steal her to take over. He marries her. I'm like, surely yeah. there were other ways to do this, right? I would think, yeah. Uh, but now here's the best part of it. As this is all going down, Hammerhead finds out about the nuclear power plant also. <laughs> Let me guess. He blows it up. No, no. Oh, well, it, 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 towards the end, yes. But what's funny is he comes after Doc Ock to attack at the wedding because he wants a nuclear power plant. I'm thinking, you guys are expending way too much effort <laughs> in this, right? Um, so now here's what here's what this just gets all hinky. Spider-Man, in order to protect Aunt May from Hammerhead and Doc Ock, he basically kidnaps Aunt May to remove her from the fight, right? Um, so Doc Ock and Hammerhead hide the fight over the nuclear power plant in the uh-huh. nuclear power plant. And yes, so it ends up blowing up. Did Howard Mike Mackey write this? I, I don't remember, but I want <laughs> you to back up, back up here for a second what I just said. The nuclear power, power plant, plant blows up. up. It blows up. How is New York not a crater? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're at least dealing with severe radiation. Right. I'm telling me about it. And how come nobody got disintegrated? Right. <laughs> right. Because comics. Because it's Because comics. comic books, yeah. So I, I need to find that issue again. I, I don't think I have it in my collection anymore. I do remember reading it and the whole was time that going. Was McFarlane doing it? No, God. Oh, no, oh, no this is long that, before that. That, that okay. McFarlane. Yeah, this is long. I think so. This I, is like the 70s. Because I remember going. Isn't like nuclear fallout supposed to like just wipe out all of New York? Why? <laughs> so, yep, that's all we got. Um, you guys got anything else out there? Any uh, thing you want to promote? We got five minutes. Quick, well, let's, quick, let's talk quick. about one more. I have one more. Oh, you do? I do have one more. Um, I, I don't have the specific issue, but the Infinity Gauntlet, the way the Infinity Gauntlet ended. Thanos switching places with Eternity so that Nova is allowed to, draw, to grab the, the gauntlet from him. Yeah, <laughs> well, that, that was after Not he wrote Thanos's best moment. No, that's actually, well, that's after he found out that Death didn't care, right? Yep. Is right. He I tried, don't love you. Yeah, he was trying to. He was trying to impress Death. So he, you he figured, don't do nothing for me. So go on with your purpose there. Mm-hmm. So he, so he decides that to to become Eternity, <laughs> and just leaves his body sitting there with the with the most powerful weapon ever created for anybody to grab. 
Here it is. I don't want it no more. Yeah, but that that follows right into like the whole Infinity Watch after that too, though. Right. That that you know takes us into that because because you know eventually Adam Warlock gets a hold of the Gauntlet and is able to defeat Thanos and brings us to the uh, to the next phase of that. Right. But yeah, you know what? I I forgot about that. That was a dumb move. It's like yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a boneheaded move. <laughs> it's like you're omnipotent and all knowing and all powerful, and, and you don't realize that time. if you leave the Gauntlet unprotected, it's going to be your downfall right there's a good possibility someone may pick it up and do what you use it against you yeah do what you just did with it all right so it's going to be short this week not a problem with that um just want to make sure you guys remember we do have uh, a facebook page for lost in a long box we do have a gmail lost in a long box at gmail.com would love to hear from you guys comments um concerns anything you want to hear anything you want us to quit hearing like maybe tommy talking about wrestling we can make that happen hey enos got in the (laughs) shot this week not me um, and we also do have our two sister pages here on three. Facebook. Uh, three. Oh, that's right. You want to go ahead and shout out the three now? Okay. Uh, we have three pages, as Randy just stated. Um, the Realm of Superheroes, Comics, and Pop Culture. The um, Gather Together, the World's Greatest Superhero Teams. And Batman Yesterday, Today, and Forever. And thank we, you, guys. You just pushed us over 500. 500. Drivers. To all of my admins. All of you guys, I hope you guys are watching. I'll send you a message on the page to check us out next. I'm going to give you guys a shout out. This time last year, we were like at 126 members. We had 145, and then everybody just decided to jump ship. We are now over, as Randy said, we broke 500 today. Guys, great work. Continue. Let's, let's just continue to promote the Dark Knight the way we do and Lost in the Long Box. And thank you guys for everything. Absolutely. absolutely. Also, I uh, want to remind you guys, we do have our sister shows out there. Uh, I believe Kevin is still doing ComicsOnline.com podcasts on Monday nights. And um, Madman's got Shock Monkey Radio every Tuesday night at 6 o'clock. Make sure you tune in and listen to him. Until next time, we're going to be down here laughing at Tommy when he realizes that he's not going to retire on that Dark Hawk number one. Yeah. Why, Enos? Because we're lost in the long yes, box. Yes, we are. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> Good night, everyone. 